Hello, everybody. It is a glorious Thursday. Thank you for being here with us. We have another amazing episode with my brother from another mother. An amazing man, as he would say, a mountain of manhood. The Derek Wilburn. Here's Uncle Tom Talks. I am. Indeed you are. You are watching. Yes, I am. I am watching. Uh, Wait, I'm watching me. You're watching me. You're watching me watch you. On the Thursday night edition of Uncle Tom Talks, I'm Derek Wilburn coming at you live from Colorado Springs. This show is being produced back at the mothership by the the Dancing Destroyer, by the two-time heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. And there he is, the I thank you. And uh, we're going to get into the embarrassment, the embarrassment that was the supposed president of the United States of America at the G20 climate summit last week. Um, this this thing was just this disaster. It, it, this would have been a disaster. Uh, it was set up to be a disaster from day number one. But anything that you send. Uh, a dementia patient to to speak on behalf of a nation that the, the chances of it coming off the rails are pretty strong. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what this this just embarrassment on the world stage that our president has become. Um, whether or not he is our president, of course, is a matter of much discussion. But that's a different show, different podcast on Conservative Daily. But the the summit, the climate summit. First of all, these things are all a farce. These things are all a farce. So these people come in from different parts of the world, different corners of the world to talk about and to cut deals on changing the climate. How do they get there? Let's go with image number one first, uh, Apollo Creed. Put up number one. This is a depiction of how the world leaders arrived at the climate summit. 52 private jets private jets i've got another image that i didn't submit for the probably should have but it has a guy like it's a classroom and this guy standing up there in front of the pictures of all world leaders saying who wants to change the climate and everybody raises their hand then he says who's willing to give up their private jet to do it (laughs) these people burn and emit more co2 into the atmosphere in a matter of hours then you or I produce in a matter of decades just heating our houses and cutting our grass. So it's all a farce, it's all a sham, it's all a show. Uh, They're the biggest bunch of hypocrites potentially on the planet. They jump in these jumbo jets and they have private cocktails and they're flying all over the world uh, uh, in jets with, with six people in them telling you and I that we have to curb our CO2 emissions. I I can't believe that anybody takes these people seriously, but then they go back home to their private mansions. Uh, Obama Obama did a speech at one of these climate gigs, I think this was in 2019, and he flew in, he was on somebody's private yacht in the Mediterranean, took a helicopter to an airfield, flew to this thing, they were paying him millions of dollars to give a speech, shows up in like a 15, SUV entourage, all these big Cadillac Escalades, bulletproof and all this other stuff. It's just they're just just incredible hypocrites. The Obamas, who are some of the biggest climate change people in the world, these people have what a 14,000 square foot home they purchased, a seafront home 
Martha's Vineyard, if I remember correctly. I have another phone, a home in Kalamath, one of, one of the most expensive zip codes in the country in Washington, D.C. They have another home in California. they got homes all over the world. And do you really need a, a 10,000 square foot home for people? Right? Their daughters are leaving the nest, right? And if you really think that the oceans are rising and we're all going to be underwater if we don't do something, why are you buying beachfront property? The whole thing is a fart. I remember going back to the Democrat debates last year. And Rachel Maddow, of course, all their debates were on CS or on, on CNN or MSNBC or NBC, only on friendly territory. And Rachel Maddow asked the uh, one of the candidates, I think he's the former governor of Washington State, his name escapes me right now, but a big climate guy. And Rachel Maddow asks him, Governor, in Miami, we're in Miami, Florida, where they're experiencing flooding even on sunny days. Does your plan save Miami? You can look this up. This is true. She actually asked that. She actually made that statement that Miami is experiencing flooding on sunny days. That is the best kept secret, the best kept news secret in the history of the news. I've never heard of that. So if, if Miami were flooding, if the streets of Miami, of downtown Miami, were getting seawater, that means Miami Beach is gone, right? The beach comes first and then the city. So if the water is high enough that it's flooding downtown city streets, Miami Beach is history. There is no beach. These people, they just manufacture stuff. They just make stuff up. I read somewhere where a climatologist, one of these, one of these guys, one of these big brain knotheads on some university somewhere, he said that if every single glacier at the North Pole were to melt, all of them melt, the, 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 the resulting change in sea level depth would be less than two millimeters. It would be like that, less than two millimeters. So the whole thing is a farce, but so they're there trying to come up with these deals to get you and I to do our part to save the planet. Now, China wasn't even there. China didn't even go. One of the two biggest polluters in the world doesn't even bother to show up. And Biden issues a statement saying that yeah, he's disappointed. That it was a shame that China didn't show up or whatever. So rather than get even into the, 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 the topics of the summit, because we all know what they're all trying to get us to all do, I want to get into the performance of the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. So Joe Biden gets up there first day or two of the, of the summit, and he gets up there and gives his, reads his remarks, because that's all he does. He really can't speak off the cuff anymore. And after he finishes his speech, reading off the teleprompter, uh, it's now time to take questions, questions from the press. And here's a pattern that we see consistently with Joe Biden. Apollo Creed, if you would give us cut number one. It's about a mutual self-interest. I'll take your questions, and as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. So, uh, Jonathan, Associated Press. Thank you, sir. Uh, U.S. intelligence has said that Russia tried to right, interfere in the last two presidential elections. We don't need to hear the question. is academic. Did you catch that? He didn't just say they gave me a list of people to call on. He said, as, you, as usual, folks, they gave me a list of people I'm supposed to call on. First of all, who is they? Who's they? Who's calling the shots here? Who is telling the president of the United States who from the press corps he's supposed to ask questions of? He's the boss. He's the leader. It's supposed to be the other way around. He's not supposed to be taking orders from anybody. The president of the United States is the top dog. 
people take orders and directions from him, not the other way around. They told me who to call on. So he has a list of people in front of him that he's supposed to call on. I would be willing to bet you dollars to donuts that he is aware of the questions they're getting ready to ask. He's been briefed on the questions they're going to ask. And then he has a scripted answer that he gives. This is the president of the United States. Can't even stand there and take questions from a friendly press corps. Might trip him up. They cannot afford to put him into a situation where he has to make off-the-cuff remarks. So if you look at his press conferences now, one of two things happen. Either he calls on the press people in order, he's got a list, and they told me to call on Tony. Okay, Tony, and uh, okay, Susan. It, 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 that's unbelievable. Or he just turns around and walks out without taking any questions at all. Okay, this this is in, this is in front of the world. He's standing there at this convention in front of the world. There's reporters from everywhere out there in front of him, all over the globe. And he admits that I have a list here that they gave me of people that I'm supposed to call on. Okay, so that was early in the, I think it was the first day or two, and then a couple of days later, or a little little later into this thing, uh, he has another shot at the microphone, and gets up there and says the most asinine, inexplicable, just utterly nuts thing that I've heard in, in I want to say it's been at least two weeks. And of course, this was just last week. That's how often this guy says stuff that makes no sense at all. But let's jump to the next one. Let's jump to cut, um, whatever that is, Mr. Uh, Mr. Creed. I think it's cut number two or cut number five. I've got it just both on my screen. I got it. And this wasn't intended to happen. And by the way, when 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 the cost of a gallon of gasoline gets to above three hundred three dollars and thirty five cents a gallon, it has profound impact on working class families just to get back and forth to you work. Think? So I don't see anything inconsistent right with that. But I do hold it right there. So this is OK. So the first thing, when the price of a gallon of gasoline gets above three hundred thousand up. Uh, $3.35 a gallon. Oh, so we're fine when it's $2.98 a gallon. It's got to be above $3.50 a gallon. All of a sudden, it starts to hurt. And then he goes on to say it hurts America's working class families. And I can't say, they've been saying this since I can remember. Talk about America's working families. As if somehow the wealthy don't work. Okay, America's working families are the ones that we have to be concerned with. As if if you if you've got if you are, if you're earning three hundred thousand dollars a year, and you have two new BMWs in the garage and a vacation home out by the lake, somehow you just got lucky at life's lottery, and that stuff all just showed up. You don't actually work. You don't do any work for that. This class warfare it is such a subtle aspect of class warfare, where they consistently talk about the working families. As if nobody else works except for those people who don't make very much money. So, oh, and by the way, when gas gets over $3.50 a gallon, it hurts America's working families. Well, what was your first clue there, Joe? These people, what do you think are the chances? Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, Nancy is worth somewhere between two and $300 million. What do you think are the chances that Nancy Pelosi knows of a loaf of bread? What do you think are the chances? Do you think Joe Biden knows the price of a quart of gasoline? Or, now I sound like Joe. The price of a quart of oil? 
You know, you go out, you pull your dipstick, you're down a little bit, you got to pour a little more in. When's the last time Joe did that? These people are so out of touch. They have no idea what America's working class families are going through. No idea. So when it's over 350 a gallon, all of a sudden it starts to hurt us. Okay, roll it again. You want it from the beginning? Yeah, may as well. And this wasn't intended to happen. And by the way, when 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 the cost of a gallon of gasoline gets to above three hundred three dollars and thirty five cents a gallon, it has profound impact on working class families just to get back and forth to work. So I don't see anything inconsistent with that. But I do think that the idea that Russia and Saudi Arabia and other major producers are not going to pump more oil so people can have gasoline to get to and from work, for example, is, uh, is, 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 not, is not right. But, uh, and what we're considering doing with that, I'm reluctant to say before I have to do it. It's not right. What do you even do with this? I mean, as an analyst, what do you even do with that? So Trump had us energy independent. We didn't need Russia and Saudi Arabia to pump more oil out of the ground. We were taking care of ourselves, and gas was inexpensive, relatively speaking. You know, we're paying a dollar ninety-eight, two hundred two, two hundred five, a dollar seventy-eight. I mean, gas was around two dollars a gallon, and we were wonderful. And then Biden gets in there, shuts down Keystone, closes oil leases on federal properties. I mean, takes all these moves to halt domestic energy production, which they always do. Price goes up to where it is now, hovering around $4 a gallon in most of the country. And all of a sudden, you know, it's just not right that Russia and Saudi Arabia aren't producing more. I don't, how do you even get there? Fool. Here's what these people think, apparently. They, they, they seem to think that if we just cut domestic energy production, Everything's good. Okay, under Obama, we killed coal-fired power plants all over the country. They, they don't. They, they seem to think that green energy, supposed green energy, wind and solar, is here and is already fulfilling 90% of our energy requirements, and we can just kill everything else off and we'll be fine. They don't understand that wind will never blow an 18-wheeler over the Sierra Nevada mountains. Okay, it's just not going to happen. They seem to think that if we just stop producing energy, that that makes everything better. They don't realize that all it does is make everything more expensive. So he stops producing energy or, or, or curbs it drastically, but we still need energy. So if you, he's talking about working class families having to drive to work and back. Well, working class families had to drive to work and back under Trump. 12 miles each way, 24 miles round trip. You kill energy production, the cost goes up. You still got to drive to work and back 24 miles round trip. Whether Saudi Arabia produces the oil or whether the oil comes from Alaska or Montana, you still have to drive 24 miles. Nothing changed except your policies made it more expensive. And then you're going to turn around and blame it on Russia for not producing more. Russia's under no obligation to help us keep gas prices low. They don't want gas prices low. Why would they want, if you're a producer, if you're Saudi Arabia, if you're Russia, and you can sell crude to the United States at, at $55 a barrel or at 
$95 a barrel, which would you rather do? Russia's under no obligation to help us keep our gas prices low. Why would they care? What Paul in Peoria is paying for a gallon of gas. It's unbelievable, lot illogic that these people have. So uh, this this embarrassment just kept on going throughout the week, and we kept getting press conferences like that, and and he stammers, st- 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 stammers, 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 stammers a lot. I mean, it's getting a lot worse if you if you if you if you if you, 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 you haven't noticed because he gets lost in thought. He loses his, his train of thought easily, which the man's 78 years old, and I would argue he's pre-dementia. He's probably on meds to keep that under control. I have two parents with dementia. I've seen this. So what happens is you get lost in your own thought. You, 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 you lose it. And so you stammer to buy, you know, you're subconsciously buying time to try to get it back. And sometimes he never does get it back. And when he never does get his train of thought back, what he does is he redirects himself. You notice this a lot with Biden. So he'll get he'll get into something he'll be talking about something and then just get lost in it and 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 well I better we, we better we better we better move on and just shut it down and redirect himself because he doesn't he doesn't remember what he was just talking about a couple of seconds ago so he stammers his way through this thing and then as if we weren't embarrassed enough this happens. Heavyweight channel, let's go to our final cut, which I have labeled cut six. Everyone, disabled and non-disabled all around the world, I call on you to commit to concrete actions to stop the destruction of this magnificent planet. This conference is one of the most important meetings in history. You have the chance to make decisions and reach agreements which will affect the lives of generations to come. You are in a position of extraordinary power. You can change forever the trajectory we are on. You can make a world that is once again full of hope, not fear. This is my message from Earth to Cop. No idea. On behalf of we the 15. And an aide comes and wakes him up. Yeah, they saved him. So the, the, the aid comes in. These people know they're what they're monitoring. The monitors, they know what's going on. So an aid comes in, and uh, I, I, I got to talk to you about something. Otherwise, he'd been sitting there sawing logs until the applause woke him up. The, you know, listen, we've all been there. We've been in these boring conferences. Now, climate change is supposedly the biggest existential threat, existential threat to the to the human race. So how could you be so bored that you just fall asleep if this is that important? But we've all been in these boring conferences. You're sitting there, it's after lunch, it's two o'clock, and man, your eyelids, they're 200 pounds each, and you're just fighting it. But this is a 78-year-old man, and he's jaunting around the world. I mean, he's just he's, it's just not there. The elevator is simply not making it to the top floor. So how embarrassing is this? On the world stage, the President of the United States admits that someone, we don't know who, but someone is telling him who to call on in his press conferences and when. Then he gets up there and tells the world that expensive gas is hurting Americans and it's a shame the rest of the world aren't producing more when we don't need them to produce more. We can just produce our own like we used to a year ago. And then he sits there on C-SPAN with all eyes in the world watching, and nods off. This, we have been led to believe, 
is the man for whom more Americans voted than any other presidential candidate in history. That's what we've been led to believe. And this isn't new. I mean, the, the way he behaved at this this climate change summit thing, this, this isn't like, oh my goodness, Joe's changed. He's been, this is how it's been for five years. Everyone knew on the campaign trail last year, he was just this sleepy. Trump called him that. So that's how the week went. And then here's how it ended. So we ended with a group photo. And if we weren't embarrassed enough already, we get image number two shown to the world. Hit it, Mr. Creed. If you haven't seen this, this is the G20 Climate Summit, the leaders of the world who were there. Do you know where the President of the United States is? The leader of the free world, the most powerful industrial nation on the face of the earth. Where is he? If you don't know, you've got to look all the way to the left on your screen. If you're watching this on a phone or on a, on a, on a, on a PC or whatever, or your television, way over there on the left, stuck almost off the stage, not wearing a mask, by the way, the leader of the free world, the supposed president of the United States of America, gets stuck so far at the edge of the stage, he almost gets cropped out of the picture. This picture right here, I would argue, is a perfect representation of the United States standing in the world under this president. He is standing exactly where he and we are on the world stage. America last. Look at that. Can you imagine Trump? You remember when Trump went through these things? If Trump wasn't in the center of the picture, he slapped guys out of the way. Remember that? It was a some some brother from some some president of Norway or whatever was in his way. Come, Trump, and Trump just came along and said, "Get get out the way. Just move, move." This would never happen. Look at this. This this is that's like the the little kid in the in the kindergarten picture that no one likes that was half of everyone else's size and he is so timid that he just didn't want the attention and stood over at the edge. He looks like he's in the corner. In the corner. There's a quick encapsulation of the climate summit and your present performance at that thing. Uh, just I hope to never see that picture again. Unbelievable. So, uh, Uncle Tom talk, you dirty, you know, if you weren't the two reigning heavyweight champion of the world, if you weren't 6'2", 215, if you weren't that man, I tell you what, I would kneecap you in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> this evening's Uncle Tom talks is going to be a slightly abbreviated version because I've got to get off the air here, change shirts real quick, and then I'm going to be on Newsmax. I'm going to Newsmax TV um, here on the... Uh, Pellegrino show, Cortez and Pellegrino at seven o'clock local, seven ten local, and it's about six forty. So I'm going to do one more thing. If you are watching Tuesday night, I rolled out the newest, latest, greatest segment of Uncle Tom Talks. It's taking the world by storm. Everyone wants to be a part of this. It's called Real Fake Headlines. Real Fake Headlines. So I'm going to give you four headlines. Three of these headlines are real. I found them somewhere on the web, surfing the web, maybe even my local newspaper. I do still get the newspaper. Very few people do that, but I do. Uh, but these are four, three of these are real. One of them, I just made it up. I just pulled it out of my keister. Your job 
humble listener, humble is to decipher which of these four headlines is the fake. And I can't, I seem to have difficulty with the chat. I can't chat now, but um, Apollo Creed can monitor it. If you want to put your vote in for which one you think is the fake, if you guess it right, Apollo Creed is going to give you one of his Rolls Royces. Okay, he's going to give you the newest one. I, I get so to choose which one four. I give him, though, all right? No, you give him the newest one. No, 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 you don't get to choose. Oh, you're killing me. One. You're killing me, Derek. Man, you know, with all the title belts you have hanging in your, you, you, you're made of money, Jack. You're not fooling anybody. Uh, this guy lights cigars with $100 bills. Okay, real fake headlines. So I'm going to give you four. Number one, Lightfoot booed on stage at fundraiser for first union to endorse her in 2019. So this is referring to the mayor of Chicago. Lightfoot booed on stage at fundraiser for the first union to endorse her in 2019. Number two, activists torch veterinary clinic over refusal to inject COVID-19 vaccine into dogs. Number three, OSHA vaccine mandate to hit large employers January 4th with hefty fines for non-compliance. And number four, mother of skirt wearing teen who raped female classmate says he identifies as male, not as female, as male. Okay, I'm giving to you one more time real quick so you can get your votes in. I'm running low on time. Lightfoot booed on stage at fundraiser for first union to endorse her in 2019. Activists torch veterinary clinic over refusal to inject COVID-19 vaccine into dogs. People want to get their dogs vaccinated. The vet said no. OSHA vaccine mandate to hit large, most large employers January 4th with hefty fines for non-compliance and mother of skirt wearing teen who raped female classmate says he identifies as male. Next one, Apollo, there we go. Okay, so there's your four. Now I can't see the chat and I don't know if people are voting, even if they are voting, I really don't have time because I gotta wrap this thing up fairly quickly. Um, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to go through these. So headline number one, Lori Lightfoot booed on stage at fundraiser for First Union to endorse her in 2019. That is a headline taken from the Daily Wire. That's real. That's from the Daily Wire, uh, day before yesterday, maybe. Maybe that was um, Monday or Tuesday. So Lori Lightfoot, the unions are, ba everyone's bailing on her. Now, this is just you want to talk about failed leadership to even call it leadership is a stretch this woman is a disaster for that city in every way shape and form possible the only people in that city who are flourishing under her are the city councilmen the aldermen they're called in chicago i'm from chicago 50 city aldermen in chicago their average compensation is 117 dollars a year the average household income for blacks in chicago is less than 63,000. the average house the average income of aldermen is 117,000, and lightfoot increased their annual expense account budget to 200 and i believe 220,000 each so they have a excuse me hundred thousand dollars each so combined between their expense allowance and their salary, Chicago's all have a, have a de facto uh, a salary of about $220,000. They're doing really well. The rest of the city, everyone's getting shot, and the unions are bailing on her. So she showed up at this first union to endorse her in 2019. She earned their endorsement for her in her campaign to become mayor. She shows up, and they booed her off the stage. Hey, Derek, just so you know, we have someone in the running for the roles. 
Uh, we've got uh, we've got someone. Uh, Aunt T says that number two is fake. You know what? You owe Aunt T a Rolls Royce. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So that is the fake. I made that one up. Now, it, does, it doesn't strike me. I mean, I try to make these believable. You've got to make the fake one up to be something that people could believe is is potential. And it strikes me as that's potentially possible. I could see some some of these whack jobs actually doing this, wanting to get their dog inoculated. The vet says, no, I'm not going to do that. So they burn the vet clinic down. But that didn't happen. However, number three did happen. OSHA vaccine mandate to hit large employers January 4th, hefty fines for noncompliance. We saw this come down this morning. Uh, if you are an employer of 100 employees or more, and now there's an update later this afternoon that they're, they may be expanding that to small employers too. You must get your employees to submit to getting this jab or be fined. You want to talk about a tyrannical government where this is going. I'm going to talk about this on another show. That is unbelievable that the government would tell employers, private employers, that your employees must get this medication injected into their body or we're going to fine you. This is Mao. This is Stalin. This is Lenin. This is Castro. This is, that, that's just unbelievable. I don't have time to break it all down, but I will soon. And then number four is real also. Mother of skirt-wearing teen who raped female classmate says he identifies as male. So you remember this is Loudoun County, Virginia. A boy claimed he cross-dressed, so he dressed up like a girl and claimed that he was identifying as a girl, went into the girl's bathroom because that's what they say you can do now. If you use the bathroom that you identify as, not as what you biologically really are. And he went in there and he raped a girl. Well, his mother, the boy's mother, is saying it's not true that he identifies as female. He doesn't identify as female. He identifies as male. His thing is he wanted sex. And that's the problem with these gender-bending bathroom rules. The issue isn't transgenders. Some would say that it is, and, and okay, I'll entertain that. But the issue, in my mind, isn't the transgenders. It's the perverts. Okay, you've got perverts in society who want to take advantage of defenseless girls and women. And so if you tell them, look, all you have to do is dress up like a woman, put on lipstick and heels and claim that's how you identify, you have a certain percentage of perverts who are going to take advantage of that and go into women's facilities, bathrooms, locker rooms, whatever, and rape or, or ogle or fondle or whatever they do because they're perverts. It's inevitable. I mean, there's no way that's not going to happen. That's exactly what did happen. And this kid's mom came out and God bless her for telling the truth and said, you know, my kid, he's not a transgender. He doesn't identify as female, never has. He just wanted sex. So he faked his identity, raped a girl, and that child is now scarred for life, having been anally raped in her school, where she should be one of the safest places, and she should, she should have no fear in the bathroom at a school because the liberals who run the place have decided that if you say you're a woman, you are one. It's as backwards as it could be. But things are turning. Things are turning. Tuesday night. Conservative causes took a significant step forward in this country, more significant than you may know. And I'm going to talk about that on Cortez and, Pol and, and Pellegrino in just over 15 minutes. So go to Newsmax TV since we're done broadcasting for the day. You can leave Conservative Daily for a minute. I'll be back Tuesday night. Don't 
ever, ever give up the fight. We're in it to win it. And if we keep, you know, our principles are the right ones. Their backwardness is becoming more evident by the moment. And I'll never stop exposing it right here on Uncle Tom Talks. Me, Derek Wilburn, he, Apollo Creed, two-time heavyweight champion of the world, the Dancing Destroyer. Among other things. The ultimate, the ultimate of desire, the Duke of Dukes, the Count of Mido. We're signing off right now. Come back on 6 o'clock. See you right here then. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is producer Greg here with producer Zach. The double team. The dream team. God bless you and have an amazing night. We'll be back with more Uncle Tom Talks and more Conservative Daily tomorrow.